0: We'll start saying dude way more primed Why? and ready, dude. I don't yeah, know. I certainly, don't say it like that. Why? I don't understand. It's just, it's cool when you call people dude. We got to start being more like men, you know? I saw a tweet this morning and I thought it was really interesting and I wanted to bring it up on the podcast. Okay. Someone tweeted, um, I'm going to paraphrase because I don't remember exactly how, how it was worded, but um, essentially, Like, hey, Taylor Swift is so popular amongst women because she, like, perfectly encapsulates all the experiences that we have and the feelings that we have. And women listen to it. the inner feelings. Yeah. And women listen to it and they're like, oh, I I feel that, too. This is great. And then at the end of the tweet, she asked the question, do men have something like this? Mm Mm-hmm. And, and lukewarm
1: uh, tall Tallboy posted this tweet, and he quote tweeted it with a picture of Bill Burr. Shout out to him. I oh, do that's love right.
0: Yes, yes. So, so you saw this? Um, I looked through all of the replies to the original tweet to see what other people were saying. It's a bunch of garbage. Uh, like somebody posted John Wayne. Like fuck off. No, none of us like give a shit about John Wayne. Uh, Russian bot. Russian bot. Nobody who would pick John Wayne would have actually liked
1: real John Wayne no. in nineteen sixty one. Or nobody who would have picked John Wayne would actually be on Twitter in 2024. Also
0: a good point. Do does you does you think or does you know what that answer might be for men? Who is our Taylor Swift? Um Shouts out to Bob.
1: I love you, Bob, but it is not Bill Burr for me. I think you can point out some, I like Bill Burr a tremendous amount, but I think you can point out some huge contradictions from his last specials. And then I tried to watch his movie. Here comes comedy critic. Yeah. Um, Brad, Brad, let me, no, let me, did you laugh? No, special before last? No. Um, He does a lot of social commentary and his, his commentary his and his analysis is clashing it doesn't make sense like on the macro so it- he doesn't want to allow anybody their grievances but on the micro he wants to tell his wife get off my back i grew up with a dad that didn't love me like it doesn't it doesn't add up you watch it it doesn't make sense uh um, well i think i think you're being literary just watch it and if it's funny laugh at it i mean it's got to make sense though
2: it's it still has to make sense. It must have made sense to me because I don't remember anything you're talking about. It, it I just was, remember having was a drink and horribly it was inconsistent. Good. Uh, oh, and then I tried to watch oh, his Netflix so
1: movie. <laughs> I tried to watch his Netflix movie, and he just sounds like a fucking boomer Republican, building all these like baby strawmen who don't actually exist in my life on a regular basis. Maybe his Hollywood life he's running into these they be parents all the time and i don't want to use that word pejoratively if you got pronouns i'm happy to uh, yeah but they they,
2: babies is you can make fun of babies
1: but that's that's what he was trying to do was like oh this whole world is gentle parenting babies and it just sounded so boomery and
2: well, I don't know if I
1: trust that because of what you said about the special that I don't even remember anything about, other than I thought it was how worth laughing at and moving on. How much have you what heard about his talking about? There you go. So maybe I'm making a good point. You haven't even heard about the Netflix movie that a tremendously <laughs> you know, successful comic like Bill Burr has it's done. Me, well, but it's me. I don't hear about hear about anything unless it's again. Though it's it's Bill Burr. You managed to hear about his performances. He did. You know, a movie. it shows up on the front page of
2: Netflix and says this so same movie new, shows up new, on
1: the front page of netflix oh, i'm telling you well, i haven't seen it watch. i think
2: netflix knows i don't watch movies
0: you know um honestly if i'm if we're gonna go the comedian route to be our taylor swift i think nate bark Gatesy way uh better uh He's at the top of the game right, right now yeah he way better represent the things he says i'm like dude Absolutely, but he's too it. but
2: he's too clean to represent yeah. the full spectrum. I do. Yeah, I like yeah. the fact that you don't think realize you're watching a clean comic most of the time. You're watching him, or at least you did in the first three or four epi- four big things he did. But now that's kind of the people that require a clean comic to feel good about whatever horrible things they their parents did to them as children um, <laughs> are now like really into him, and it kind of makes me sad.
0: Oh, it, r- it ruins him. He's um, like uh, that other guy, Jim Gaffigan, who's really actually funny. But
2: I, I don't. Yeah, I think Jim Gaffigan actually has some funny stuff. I haven't seen anything out of him in a while. But yeah,
0: yeah, I don't. Know. We're gonna have to
2: come up with something other than comics because Brad's just gonna sit here and shit on everybody's. Comics. Yeah, he's.
1: I really like Nate Bargatze, but you made the point I was gonna make. He's. I can't feel like you fully represent my voice if you don't sure. want to cuss and yeah. you don't want to like talk about the kind of mm-hmm. ugliness that exists like everything i think his relationship stuff is great i think his stuff where he's like look i'm not that smart is uh tremendously funny i have laughed out loud which i know sounds like some sort of pretentious ass uh crazy thing to say i don't laugh out loud when i watch a lot of comedians uh like um, 90 and, and his, percent
0: his body issue stuff is funny like he just
1: he just covers a
0: lot of things yeah he his
1: past few specials and I've uh I've known of him since he was bigger and he used to look like a dude you would just drink beer with. Yeah. He had uh, some baby fat still on him and back his before t- he blew up. He's really like evolved and matured. It's been awesome. I uh I think he's great. But like Rylan said, I don't think he fully represents
0: are you. No, i, Shane Gillis I, I fucking all?
2: cuss, god damn it. And if you're gonna represent the full spectrum
0: you gotta, cut. what'd you say, Jace? Are, are you guys into Shane Gillis at all?
2: Uh, which one is that?
0: He's kind of he's relatively new. He's the guy that was supposed to he got hired for SNL, but then they fa- found some old tweets where they nope, th- they weren't great. He made found. fun of
1: babies. Nope, nope. and then That's Bill not not what they found C.
0: what is, oh, it was a podcast where he made fun of an Asian person, I think, right. He said the uh, specific
1: words. joke that really, really set everybody off was he started making. I think he dropped a couple of. I I don't know that I even need to qualify it. I think they're viewed as slurs within the Asian community. And, yeah, that's right. You know, and then he had a joke. He's making a joke on a podcast, like you do, that he basically said Chinese food is like a dishonest food, which. Take it for what you will. He was trying to make the, you know, how there's that like trope, like that cliche, that stereotype of looking at Chinese restaurants and what are they using for them? And he was like trying to say, like, it's a dishonest food. Right. He didn't point at like McDonald's and say, like, you know, that is their chicken nuggets and in, in chicken in the chicken nuggets. He didn't do that. He didn't look at Subway and say, did they put yoga mats in their bread? But no, the white redheaded guy from Pennsylvania looked at the Chinese food and said. It's a dishonest food. Makes a lot of sense.
2: But isn't that even- rooted in some level of truth, just like every other joke that's on the border of inappropriate <clears throat> where's the slur? Is did he use an actual slur? Yes,
0: I believe he did. He, he, he did earlier, I think. He said the C uh, word. I do believe he actually used I don't
2: that. even know of a C word that's a slur. Uh
1: you uh, make for a, Asian people. When you think of a metal being Stuff,
0: oh, like, a, that's, like, a suit, like a suit of armor.
2: Uh, oh, I, I consider that onomatopoeia. What the hell is that It's mean? inappropriate. We're just going to
1: play the intro. Jesus Christ. That's... But I wouldn't... Human it's dads.
2: like I wouldn't categorize Demon it as a slur. I would categorize it as racially insensitive.
0: Human dads. You know dads dads Human dads. 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 Human even
1: that Human that. Human Get up off your ass. Human even Human Human Get up off your ass. Tell your mom. 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 Tell your mom to listen. Tell your mom to listen. Tell your mom to listen
0: don't do it i hope you're not playing this one i forgot to change it i'm sorry good no don't be sorry that's no i think you to change you. it from oh you'll see. are
2: you
1: still doing your your uh, youtube I forget, uh,
0: youtube thing or whatever the podcast podcast yeah that's yeah. pretty fun it is fun get up off your ass for the human dance podcast i hate the way i say that
2: Okay, so you're talking about the the Jeremy Lynn headline word.
0: Yes, I believe okay, that was that dropped.
2: is a slur. I forgot yeah. that word existed. You know why? Because you just, just don't Hamilton. hear it. Have lived in Hamilton in 25 years. Yeah, like yeah. saying that word other than your grandpa. Like, I, I, yeah, you have to
1: have somebody that like had a uh, firsthand experience with World War II. I just he, to be fair to Shane God. Gillis in the podcast medium, I can't a hundred percent reference what he said it with the exact like slur. And I wouldn't so, want you to. allegedly, I'd like to leave open some possibility he didn't say that. I do remember hearing that joke, I, think he did. I do remember thinking it's not that funny. I do remember thinking his whole view towards Chinatown is what he was talking about, was just like uh, broke. I think he's funny. I like some of his sketches that I see online. I think his stand-up, I don't understand how it's so highly rated. I don't understand. I think he gets viewed with this. He's just going to say, like, he doesn't care about being offensive. And if you watch the stand-up, that's all he does is fucking indicate to you that he's about to say something edgy. That's all he does is indicate to you that you're not allowed to do this. Now, he doesn't say the words, I know I'm not allowed to do this, or people aren't going to like that I do this. He doesn't say those actual words the way some hacky-ass comics do, but he does indicate to you that he knows there's a line, and he thinks he's going over it, and it's fine. It's cute. I hate to be this guy. Nobody likes that I'm this guy, but if you kind of sell white comfort you're always going to do well and I think that's all he is it's like an evolution of like look dude uh I'm I'm still just a Chris Farley-esque white guy up here and the blacks are cool and here's some edgy jokes about people with mental handicaps because I'm related to one of them that's his last special I like the one before that but whatever uh better I yeah.
2: recognize this guy. I saw his most recent one. Yeah, yeah it was okay. It was fine. I don't understand again, how he's so highly again, rated. I'm not breaking it down like you are because I'm not putting together in my head how I could have been better because I don't i don't I think don't I'm think that on.
1: I put it together how it could have been better. I just don't. You're sitting there
2: like, you're sitting there like. Like Jace is he, watching the he's Jace got a, is watching the left guard for OSU being like, God damn, could have been me.
0: He's got his evaluation form out on his table as he turns on the Netflix special and pulls out his number two pencil.
2: But yeah, the uh, the That's genre fair. of the genre <laughs> I'm has taking no damage. That's fair. <laughs> it's been the genre has been damaged by the oh you say I can all of comedy has been shaken by People that don't even like comedy or really want to consume comedy trying to say to comics that there are things you can't say. And so comics have now responded to people that are not in their audience in their sets. And I'm in their audience and I don't really care what they say. Just make it funny. So I think it has kind of made it worse. And there's a lot of comics that do that. And some a lot. Of course,
0: there's a white comfort genre that Brad. But even Uh, outside of that, people still do it. A perfect um, example of this is the most recent Ricky Gervais special, which, by the way, I was a huge Ricky Gervais fan. Like, I thought he was really good. I didn't even and, like, make it through that one. We watched about 30 minutes of it and just kind of never got back to it. It was so bad. Like, it was so unfunny. I, I don't, like, look past the content or whether you agree with his views. It was just not funny at all. And it was almost sad how unfunny it was. Uh, and it was it, a lot of that. Get
1: their, they get their uh attention so tied around the access of uh yeah. am I, or the axis not access the axis of allowed to say and comfortable allowed to say and uncomfortable not allowed to say at all and then this quadrant down here that's like if you say it you're completely done like they
0: get their selves so wrapped around that grid right there dude Chappelle yeah. is even suffering from this right now like his specials used to be brilliant and now he spends 45 minutes on trans people.
2: It's 50 50 50 now with Dave, where it used to be 100%, you know, balls to the wall, hilarious. I'm saying it got in everybody's heads. And the the, the reason I don't like it, or the reason it frustrates me, is because it came from people that don't watch comedy anyway. Yeah. And maybe that, and that's why I kind of like, I'm not going to shit on Bill Burr the way uh, Brad wants to. One, because I was never an aspiring comic. And two, I, I, you, know, you want to rant against people that are helping to ruin your industry when they weren't even consuming it? That to me is that's speaks, that to me speaks to what's wrong with the whole fucking internet culture. So, hey, you want to waste Netflix money to make a movie to make fun of those people so that 10% of the population laughs at it, whatever. I don't care.
0: That's the it thing. Frustrates me too. I
1: I don't I don't necessarily disagree with what you're saying that a lot of this is voices outside speaking to an online kind of community or registering enough noise online that then the corporation then changes how they're going to allow you to do your business, which has always been the case. It's It's like they're all online. You know how it is. They're all online talking to and for
2: each other and they're doing it at somebody else. And then the target of it takes it to heart and changes what they're doing and responds. You don't have to respond. They weren't really talking to you, Bill Burr. They were talking about you at each other to make each
1: other feel like they want to. Have yeah, to that's respond. what I'm saying. Is just leave I don't it alone. think those people are logging on to watch a Bill Burr movie right. to feel affirmed or offended. And yet he went and made the whole fucking thing about them. What is this and movie? It's, what, what? it's like Old Dad's or something like that, which I was like, oh, oh this is right up my alley. Yeah, this is yeah be you could, great. Do you want to review it for us on the show? I don't. I really tried to watch it, dude. I I really did, and it's it just it felt gross and cheap and like a Netflix money grab. Which so much of Netflix shit now just feels like a, hey, we got this and it's got traction, and we got this and this got traction. Let's get it in the same room together. Let's give it five million dollars and let's see what happens. And it so, feels.
0: Can Can I, going back to the Taylor Swift thing, can I present to you maybe a problem with this whole? Exercise. Old Dads, that's what it's called Okay, Old Just dads. like to Go watch
1: to, it So that I'm not hating on Bill Burr Also did a movie with uh, Sandler Called Leo a little animated vehicle Anyway, No Okay, I got kids, we like to watch movies with the kids
0: Oh, you have kids, okay well,
1: yeah. Loved Leo, because I love my kids And I like to watch <laughs> movies with them, Jace uh, Sorry, going back to Finding our Taylor Swift
0: voice I think a a big problem with this, and I actually think it's a problem with with uh, women too. But but for some reason it doesn't it doesn't happen. Is that I feel like as a man that I have two very distinct sets of i two very distinct identities. One identity is pre dad, which had a whole different set of feelings and and experiences that maybe somebody could relate to and then post dad and i think a lot change, a lot changes now i know moms and non-moms are the same way but maybe they're more in tune with their feelings and uh like they can still relate to stuff that was pre-mom because taylor swift is clearly pre-mom music
2: right since you became a dad jace do you do you pee a little bit when you do jumping jacks or jump on a trampoline? You... I,
0: I, yeah, I mean, I, yeah. every time I laugh, I pee a little bit. And, you know, I tell you, I still can't feel that scar you know, down there.
1: I understand what the woman was trying to say with the tweet. Um, and it makes sense and I get it. Uh, I think it's a, a little overgeneralized and then misses its target when you say women. I've listened to a decent amount of Taylor Swift music. I don't want to make it sound like I'm familiar with her whole catalog i right. been leaning so, in. Yeah, You've been leaning I've been in. leaning in. I got two people in this house. I, yeah, hell, even my son. And I hate that I'm even the guy that's like, even my son likes Taylor Swift. I don't mean to sound like uh, a, a lot of it is pretty ape. It's a character. lot of her material. A lot of her material
2: is very female perspective. So yeah. you can say even your son.
1: Okay, it is female perspective. But as he somebody, wears
2: he t-shirts and I wear. Okay, pink that's fifteen, socks years, he ago. Wears, <laughs> that's 15 years ago. He wears jackets and I wear flip flops. No, I'd that's do that if I was if
1: I know, but if that, <laughs> that's like me uh, holding you to account for twenty four year old libertarian Ryland, and that's yeah. just no, no, no. Unfair. But it's
0: part of her body of work, and it shows up in the shuffle all. It, it's a it good does. song too, by the way. It's still a good song. I don't it's care. She's She's a tell, good, I'll she's just a good sing,
2: songwriter. I hold it up. Good songwriter. I'm. Yeah. When they play their shit, I like. I like nineteen eighty nine as a as a work it's, as an album. Yeah, I think most good, of the songs on there are good. Good album for sure. As a
1: genre. I love breakup music.
2: Ugh, I love
1: disgusting. breakup music, and I, it makes me wish I was going through a breakup when I hear a good breakup God. song so sorry that I could that, enjoy Molly. this during a breakup. Uh, Jason, uh, sorry, right? uh TikTok song that's going crazy right now. Do you know what I'm talking about? Which one? When I just say breakup song on TikTok right
0: now. I don't think I do know. Uh, maybe we have a different. When someone right tells now. me they're from
1: Massachusetts. I no. always ask one. Okay. Go look up Jensen McRae. You'll love it. Um, I love a good breakup song and I'm not saying that's all she makes, but I will say there's a lot of breakup material in there. And I think if you just allow yourself to access that feeling, allow yourself to access like those memories from breakups of the past, you're going to relate to what she says. Like it's, It's just good breakup music that is, you know, sometimes you're like, oh, that's 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 pretty, you know, that's it's deeper than I was expecting listening to a a pop, a pop artist. And then other times, like I love her. uh, If I was the man, I'd be the man song. Uh, Like, I think that's. Catchy and representative of like a struggle that women have if always I dealt with. That, man, like, man,
0: I'd wear pink socks, t shirts, walking in a dirt skirt. I was a man. I, the song
1: that is shows. basically, you know, the song just basically points out like when Leonardo DiCaprio does it, it looks like this, and we just kind of give him a pass for banging all these 23 yeah. year olds, dude. And... I've
0: seen the special about 10 times, I know the song real well, uh, like, my wallet. Has Taylor understand how on? Yeah, do you understand, Swift,
2: understand how the, yeah, you understand the uh, concert how the,
0: thing she did? Maybe I didn't think that
2: you saw, saw that the special
1: from, from the, the way you sang that song. Did you see how I was confused? <laughs> no, I don't.
2: It looked, I, don't man, think that Jace I do was the comedy just on the show, okay? Perfectly. Yeah, let the yeah. comedian be the comedian. Yeah. Dude, oh, you were do doing my comedy. comedy. Okay, explain oh, me the here joke. We
0: then. here we go. Here no, we go. No, you're Rockland.
2: you're you're the host, Brad. I'm kind of the you're the play by play. I'm the analyst. But absolutely. The duck monkey. Let Jason the funny. color guy.
0: I'm step, the sideline reporter. Let no.
1: Just, let me. Just, let, <laughs> <reporter>. just completely <laughs> making shit up. Moment of right there when he gets there doesn't think about it before you're that you're that that woman that was look sometimes i just full-blown make that
0: shit up that is 1000 percent me
2: he absolutely speaks to assistant coach joe prunty five minutes before every show okay and that's (laughs) good enough for human dads
0: oh man can i give you guys a
2: can i give you
0: guys a house update oh yeah this will be good last time we talked you were walking out to sit in your hot tub uh your brand new hot tub Yeah,
1: unfortunately, because of the freezing temps, I've only been able to have. Last time we talked, you were going to go do that. Last time you sent us a picture was you walking nude into get into the pool. That was weird. The attic showed us that, and I didn't appreciate it.
0: Yeah.
2: Well, I needed to give you a measuring stick, so to speak, as to the size of the hot tub, so to Um, speak. Um. I so gave a candle up in a bird's about how, nest
1: next to it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: no, it was that. it what, You know the big thing, you, the big pole with the net that you get the leaves out of the pool with? Oh, yeah, sure. of course. That, yep. It's not flesh-colored. Uh, so oh, the. Um,
0: Jesus.
2: I told you all that for the first time ever, Courtney didn't get any candles from the student industrial gift, gift complex, complex, right? Yeah. Which was kind of the premise of the whole candle house thing from i don't know like a year ago right so in parallel and completely unrelated assuming we would get a bunch of candles i thought for kind of a fun little side sort of stocking stuffer for courtney i got her this cool little this cool little dish where you can put the little thing in and burn incense
0: oh that's nice
1: and Now is it one of the ones that's got the plate on top? You put the incense on the plate and the candle burns it from under it. No,
2: it's just the thing that holds the stick. Right? So it's just where you can buy sticks that have different uh I thought -hmm. thought incense were legal. Not like a cone, not like a cone or a little compressed cube, not like a you know, it doesn't look like some incense looks like you scraped all the. Heath out of the bottom of the grinder and smushed it into a cube. That's not that. This is like the no. Stick I'm thinking incense. it's a stick
1: and it it slowly yeah. burns down mm-hmm. and creates just a, a small little yes. What's the word I'm looking for? Plume. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I got her. But the the little plate has a little
2: hole, little hole in it where you yeah. just kind of rest the stick. Okay, and it catches now, the ash. It, it's like at an angle, it catches the yeah. ash that falls down. Now is we it, we have four soap? of those around the house now. Is it We soap? are burning incense, incense, incense? every day. What's
0: that, Jace? Uh, you know, never mind, right? What he what he say? No, no. I, I was I was I working up a computing. really good joke. No, no, no. I was working up a good joke. And I don't know if it was an audio issue, but it ruined the whole thing. And I really want to just pull the I wanna pull the eject cord <laughs> and parachute out of this jet right now. So can <laughs> we, yeah, can we go back it, to I what's going on in your it. house? Yeah. I just heard you say,
1: "Is it still?" Yeah, you said, "Is it still incense?" When you, I think he was going to make a weed joke right there. He was going to say, "Is it still considered incense?" When you, no, what empty I was going to say, since, since cigar you're calling paper calling me out, I was going to say,
0: yeah. "Is it still? Is it still incense?" If it's with your second cousin, is what I was going to say. <laughs>
1: That's actually a good joke. Yeah, just pause and let that one breathe real quick. So it's still. No, I don't want to.
0: I don't want to. I want to. I want to gracefully float back to the surface of the earth and then then walk away from my parachute. How would you
2: feel about that, Brad? If it was in the in the old dad's movie, would would you
1: have maybe done a little? (laughs) Is it a GT? I, you know what? I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't finish the old dad's movie, but I swear I, I wouldn't be surprised at all if they transitioned into where they were all doing a pod, podcast together in the movie somewhere. And I think that would have been like the, the high spot for the movie. I think that would have been. Oh
0: yeah. In
2: the,
1: so
0: I in the context great. of,
2: in the context of this medium and in the context of what the three of us do, I give Jason GT on that one. Yeah. We'll I, just
0: wouldn't, I wouldn't,
1: I wouldn't do it on stage. Not no, to
0: no, no. Wouldn't that, that wouldn't make it to my stand up. Not to
1: digress even further, Rylan, but as I just said, I thought he was making a weed joke about incense. So that's where the funny yeah. on the show went with it. And he topped that. So like I'm yeah, just gonna sit in my place over here Thank and be you quiet. Guys.
0: Thank you, guys. Sorry, so, Rylan.
2: Now we have four of these things spread out in different places of the house. And we're burning like a couple of these sticks every day, and it smells freaking great man we got rosemary we got lavender we got juniper it's it's woody it's outdoorsy it's better than a candle it doesn't last as long you know you can light a candle and it's gonna go for a long time and if you know that's why
1: those little sleeves come with like 10 of them in there because right
2: yeah and it doesn't i mean it's like two bucks for a thing of those so who cares but smells great and i think the reason I'm going to promote this to the listenership is like if you're kind <clears> of <throat> like blah because you haven't been able to get outside much because it's been fucking 20 every morning for most of the last two weeks. When you burn something like that, it has an outdoor essence to it. It's mm. better than a candle because it's like the, the good smelling shit that came from outside. Whereas the candle is like the good smelling shit that came from, you know, a perfume perfume factory.
0: So the foremost, Incense, get some Jessica baby baby jessica w- well incense podcast is what we're on now there it is i've had
1: incense at multiple houses in the past i don't i think molly molly used to experiment with all of the different like you drop the oil and turn oh, on the the little click the oil thing that that did, warms did up during the, the- during the toddler
2: phase, did you have the dalliance with the oil no, diffuser this was, very much? No,
0: just just this put was not like... peppermint in there, and he'll be fine. Don't wear a little peppermint and mix a little lavender, too, and the tummy egg will go
1: right away. This was
0: not essential oil
1: time. This was before that, and it was... I think they probably still sell them. I think that they're just saying you can get these tiny little vials of oil pour them in this little plate and heat up the plate and it's more potent smelling than a candle it is or like a less invasive like you don't have to have a whole candle and you can control it by just turning the switch on and off instead did you ever have the did you ever have the sensi wasn't that
2: an mlm It, it was an mlm you could plug it into the wall and it took cartridges that had different uh so you, could I always, get, you could have different ones you could slide in, and then when it would melt away, it yeah. was just wax, but then you would is get a different Is this a safe one. space?
0: Of course it is. No one's listening.
1: Oh, I meant with you guys. You're not going to like bombard me and be like, oh, look, it's comedy analytics guy doesn't know something that everybody should know. I, please be nice is what I'm saying. I always forget what MLM means.
2: Multi-level marketing pyramid scheme it's, okay. it's like uh uh advocate or
0: uh it's like where one person the way that they make money is to recruit other people to sell this, the product that's at the very top of the pyramid it's yeah, very big that, in the, it's very big in the wife economy big time
1: but doesn't that work if you keep selling
0: if you keep getting other people to sell for you, you it works if money. you
2: keep selling you make a trickle of money and you get a discount or you just have the little log on to sell, and all you do is buy for yourself at a discount. Or but if you, you keep get people selling. to sell under you, and you get a, per, a cut of their shit. And so the more, if if they, if you recruit t- five people, and they each recruit three people, and they each recruit one person, then you've got 15, 30 people now on your or plus five, whatever, plus five, plus three, whatever. But you got like twenty people, and a little trickle is heading up to you. So it could keep
1: working if you keep doing it.
0: Yeah, definitely. You're yeah, just like real business. To it. it keeps yeah. working yeah.
1: if you keep selling. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but where it runs out of steam though is like in order if you treat it on a scale of the whole world, you run out of people. Right?
2: Well, you run you're out thinking of Ponzi. You're
1: thinking Ponzi scheme. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. It's yeah.
2: not a Ponzi scheme. No. Ponzi scheme is no, when you're like re- on a Ponzi scheme a- is like rehypothecation where you're you're reselling the same thing over and over to a new to a new audience of people that's a ponzi scheme. So then if you were to flatten a ponzi scheme, there wouldn't be enough resource in the pyramid to make everybody whole. But in an MLM, it's not like that. An MLM is just is just because there's structure. a tangible
1: product. Yeah. Because there's a hard good t- connected to MLMs. Yeah. Okay.
0: Like eventually, people don't want any more cincy in their house. They it's always to- trendy. Can things. I talk yeah, like to Jason you guys? Says, it's
2: these it's these wife things. I, I don't mean that derogatory. I mean that that's usually where it originates. Is it's little wifey things that are a big trend yeah, for I a mean, few years, and then they go. Now back. that we're the now that we're in the space, the makeup, oh, yeah. right? Yeah, Mary Kay. Yeah, uh, and Arbonne uh, was another one. We had a girl next door that sold Arbonne and uh, so. Avon. Arbon, A R B O N N E, but Avon's another big one. And, they made uh, one
1: so close to Avon, and they just were like, "What are we going to call this?"
2: You're going to have to talk to the
1: product marketer for Arbon or brand. Now marketer that we're for in Arbonne. this space, as men, yeah. virality, potency, stamina—these oh, yeah, are do. all important. Buck, I, yeah, they are. I'd like to introduce you. Yeah, you do. To this, what it it looks like a green powder? Okay. Comes in different sizes. You could buy a weird. whole tub of it if you'd like, a gallon if you'd like. It'll last you for sixty days. Okay. It's called Smashletic Smash Schme- Greens. Okay. 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 And if you guys start selling it in conjunction with me, I think it's a great opportunity for all three of us.
0: Okay. Well, i have been. Yeah. Sign me up. How much do I have to pay? Or the first initial
1: to get your whole product line fifty six hundred dollars
0: okay yeah.
1: yeah i'm in now i'll get seven hundred dollars of that fifty six immediately but what you're going to want to do is you sign up the next person right for fifty six hundred dollars now you're not going to get seven hundred you're only going to get 450 because i'm going to get the remaining 250
0: all oh, right right of okay. that
1: 700 when you right. sell because you're coming in on on my word
0: uh-huh here
1: as is my i don't know what you want to call it uh pupil i think is what the word yeah. they're going with yeah yeah so you now you're gonna go look for your own pupils
0: i'm dude i'm in yeah sign me up uh, you have i love each the, the idea. pupils
1: you do have to teach the pupils so uh, thank you for uh doing that for me because i genuinely do forget what uh mlm means like every time i hear it i'm always like mm.
2: I have, st-
0: I have stuff like that too.
2: Hey, can I get can I get something off my <clears throat> chest that's been on my that's been on my chest
1: for probably since the mid 90s?
0: Wow. <laughs> yeah, I,
1: we're, a, we're on a hundred, we're on episode 168. You said you've done a thousand podcasts before this. I'm not saying that anybody was listening, but at some point <laughs> surely you would have thought you would have emptied your chest. Well,
2: there this was this one was um has been allowed by events. Um. this this is a guy you've all heard of. And he was, this news that, what unlocks my ability to say this came out, I don't know, a year or two ago anyway. But for some reason, it's back in the news now. And what put it on my mind was I saw a, an old clip of Robin Williams joking about what a perv this guy is. Or was. Okay. Or maybe yep. is. I don't even honestly know if he's still alive or not. Um, Richard Pryor? But um, as you Lewis. all probably are aware, Stephen Hawking it showed up on the Epstein list. Uh,
0: oh, yeah, yeah. Uh yeah. huh.
2: Which which finally means he's fair game. I don't think he's that much smarter than anybody else. I think he's just a oh, run of the mill oh, smart guy. Hold
0: on, hold on, hold on. Let's take a pause here for a second. I want to be able to read back for the listeners exactly what you're getting off your chest because I think we just heard it. Yeah, can I go next? Yeah. Okay, and I'll let Brad. I want Brad to react. But what Rylan is saying is, finally, he's dead. By the way, finally, okay, after his that. passing, but more importantly, after the fact that we have identified that he used to wheel onto Jeffrey Epstein's Epstein's plane, we're finally allowed to say, society has allowed us to say, he ain't that smart. Well, no, I'm. I'm
2: sure he was. In highly intelligent. I just don't think he was any more intelligent than any of the other people that are just sort of considered smart people in the world. I think that our pop culture in the 80s made us so ready for someone to come along in the 90s that we would automatically assume was a intergalactic
1: genius just so long as they talk through a computer. So you're gonna you're gonna give me shit for watching a comedy special as a layman. When you're I say it doesn't add up, it doesn't make sense, but you can say that the person who a number of people, smart people included regard as very intelligent and uh, are are going with his work in the different uh, areas of practice that he was working in, whatever. I know that's an incredibly generic way to say that. But I can't critique Bill Burr because I just sound like a hater who wants to be up there. But you could just be like, Stephen Hawking, he ain't that smart. I could run a 3-4 defense, okay? Like, no, 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 no. He, he ain't I, that good. I'm, I saying could... that, I'm
2: saying that he, the work, in as in generic a way as you just put it, the work that he did on the things that he worked on, I'm sure has merit in the world in which he worked. I'm saying... That you would not know his name if he didn't talk through a computer. Are hey you saying, guys?
0: Thank you for having me on the show. Oh, it's Stephen Hawking. I. That's what like Robin, Williams say, r- Robin Williams did. Robin Williams did
2: that and didn't get in trouble for it. Robin William and Robin Williams was the Hannibal Burris for Stephen Hawking.
1: He are was you telling saying? A joke.
2: He was telling a joke to. Gosh, I can't remember who now, but he was sitting with somebody one on one. Interview, pod, almost looked like a podcast, but I saw the video of it, and he was basically making fun of Stephen Hawking
1: perving out on a on a lap dance. He Hannibal burst <laughs> Stephen Hawking. Are you saying that Stephen Hawking, the perv part notwithstanding, but like just a, as a gauge of his intelligence relative to the other really intelligent people, are you saying that Stephen Hawking is essentially like the? the long hair or crazy hair equivalent of an NBA 10 and 10 center. Like if, if you're just getting 10 and 10, we think you're great. But if you got crazy ass hair doing it, we think you're like, if you're walking Noah, yeah, we think you're like next level. Well, yeah, it's a similar, similar phenomenon, except you
2: wouldn't you would know the name of every 10 and 10 NBA center because they are far fewer in number than intelligent professor guys that like to talk about
1: space relative to the I'm saying there's there's only 300 guys in the NBA 10 in 10 centers.
2: There's like, there's like eight of them alive right now. Okay. There's, there's 50,000 Stephen Hawking's walking around this world right now, at least maybe
0: more.
2: It's easy to be that smart,
1: but he talked to Whoa. I'm I'm gonna call up uh you think we could get Neil deGrasse Tyson on the podcast? I feel like that's all he does is podcast now. I would love he, to have
0: Neil deGrasse Tyson on the show. I love him. He
2: um he's a good example. You know who he is because he's kind of he puts himself out there and he's interesting. Um, but if he talked through a computer, oh boy. People would be asking him that people would be trying to make him Emperor of the world if he talked through a computer.
0: But seriously, what seriously what was he doing on Epstein Island? Like, come on, dude. What? Buddy, you
1: know exactly what he was doing on the island, and you oh. know what? I'm hold on. Can you've seen the guy, right? I know, but I got to figure out how I want to word this next part. Okay, I am by no means at all. Cue, cue the apology beat. I can hundred percent. I am decrying. I am outcasting. I am denouncing. In that, what you're supposed to do, denounce.
0: We in this no is, way condone or this support. is not good. He's 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 prefacing his comment with "I don't agree with what happened on Jeffrey Epstein Island." Any any
1: way sort like you cannot qualify my denouncement at all. Okay, I'm not saying any of it is I Feel, feel is like okay. you're
0: about to qualify your Jeffrey Cate- so. Epstein categorically. I yeah think the Jeffrey Epstein, here is
1: categorically yeah. like dark money uh involvement uh what's what's his his uh pimp ass girlfriend's name yeah giselle monks Farton galane or whatever her name Elon, is everything which, she did i'm sorry but whoever
2: decided how to spell that shit like where is that like Celtic or something? Like, they, also, that's, you know, that's like, how you
1: says, knew it was real with that that's James Wond ass you villain movie yeah. name. Yeah, yeah, you knew it was is real. like
2: Gilan is like Siobhan. If that's how you're going to spell it,
1: just pick a different alphabet.
0: Mm-hmm. You're so, just not
1: following the rules. I'm denouncing all of it, okay? But. Say but, and I'm I'm even saying like you, if you're the most powerful people in the world, I don't understand why we're preying on the easiest victims just because what they're like viewed as like traditionally beautiful. I don't understand why if you are the most powerful people in the world, why you have to go and have prey. I don't get that whole dynamic. I don't Say but I don't Say. understand it. Okay, but and I'm not willing to give any of those people a pass, and I'm not willing to really give anybody a pass, especially Stephen Hawking because he is so smart he should have known better. Say it. (laughs) But (laughs) if I could understand the mindset and or process of anybody wanting to have access to beautiful. (laughs) people it would be somebody who literally couldn't move their body and do anything about it otherwise like i get it but i still think it's not uh, approvable behavior okay and i don't think it's acceptable but i understand how when you literally are talking through a straw because that's all your body can do maybe why he would end up in that scenario more than say bill gates or uh, this is kind of the isn't there a country or somewhere. donald trump or you're making a
0: case for name. sex work yeah. but not for underage sex trafficking i think exactly is what we're like having. i understand yes. how
1: those people would wind up with a quote-unquote sex worker but not a child that's being exploited for the purposes of uh, pleasing the rich.
0: Right. Well, Isn't I'm there a third third country boy.
1: somewhere where
2: you can, you, you're like entitled to, or maybe this was just something that was proposed, but like you're entitled to like a hinge a month or something.
0: I think that happens here. I'm almost yeah, that positive.
1: Was, we talked about that one time <laughs> on here. I watched a, you remember when vice used to do <laughs> content a little bit yeah uh vice put together this little package for this woman i think she was like in ohio and she had started this charity
0: for she put together they put together what
1: oh it's just like home health this was like home health type thing
2: except they were given okay you're right that's what she would go
1: visit men who were in disabled disabled Disabled, yeah. he's
2: got yeah. visitors. This dude has, has visitors. Hold on, perfect.
0: perfect <laughs> hey, hang time,
2: everybody, Brad's doing another sex show. Okay,
1: she's the Where is it? I have no, yeah. Idea. Hold on,
0: honey. I got to talk about uh hand jobs for uh people that oh, are disabled.
1: Dear. I'm gonna pause you. Are you
0: leaving? <laughs> yeah, I, I, where,
2: uh, mom, where just
0: real quick, give me one yeah, minute. Let me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! Couldn't be any better. <laughs> okay, y'all have a good day. But anyway, uh, so when how do they get the pants unzipped on that old Stephen Hawking before they give him a tug tug job? I I don't know. I don't. I don't really want to know all that stuff.
2: Um, and I will say that he deserves credit for fighting through all the barriers he had to fight through to get his thoughts out that none of us have to deal with. I just don't think his thoughts were any more special enough to warrant all the attention. And if he didn't talk through a computer in the decade that followed the '80s, I don't think he would have been. Uh, uh, what did he really say that that blew anybody's mind? I mean, I feel like it was just like so talking about black holes and stuff. You know, what uh, so uh, did he say that,
1: that?
0: So awkward
1: for poor Brad. What the hell kind of timing is that for one? It's perfect. It's the funniest thing we've done in like a month. For damn one, I'm over here saying like, "Look, the, this lady, she did this. She's doing God's work by handing yeah. out holy handies Hand to people who, Jesus. yeah, who can't uh, help themselves." It's and let's relate daughter, that back to Stephen Hawking on Epstein's
0: wa- Island. Walks in trying to get some help from Dad.
1: She's got she her Christmas present from grandma is spending the day with grandma and that's awesome and I love it. But we apparently we're supposed to be providing the sage has a sewing machine and we were supposed to be providing that. And it is in the room that dad does the podcast in mm. mom's office mm. here. And it's like buried under 17 things. And we didn't have the forethought to, mm. I don't know, maybe get that out before dad started talking about handing out handy charities. So, God.
2: look, can I tell y'all something that I've noticed I've been doing the last year or maybe even two that I'm not sure where it came from and I don't know if it's a good thing. But at some point along the way, I started just instead of saying, how are you doing or how's it going to a person that I maybe haven't seen in a bit, I will say, how are y'all doing? How have y'all been? See y'all later. Ooh. Y'all be good. I've turned everybody into a plural. You know why? It, in sort of casual small talk conversations
0: the reason why Rylan and I I'm actually right there with you mm-hmm. the reason why is cuz as we get older all the people that we surround ourselves have families mhm and now we're all we're right. it's an easy way for us to go how's the family how yeah, how, how, how are things going and and you're right because as a younger man I would never do that cuz a I would never surround myself with people like present day me I wouldn't be caught dead around yeah. present-day me in my yeah. 20s, early 30s. Mm. But now, everybody I talk to has has kids. And if they don't, it's weird.
2: And it gets you out of having to remember the spouse's name if you can't remember.
0: Exactly. Because I don't an know how account. many kids they have. Or how many kids they have. Or yeah, if they have kids. I can't remember.
2: If I don't see someone's name written down enough times, it's gone. I can't. And then you get to a point where we've all experienced this, where it's, it's inappropriate to find out their name by asking them. Mm -hmm. So you got to make a note to ask another person Mm -hmm. who you're not embarrassed to ask when you're, you know, and it's tough.
1: So if you just call everybody y'all, it blankets everything. At this stage in our life, we're all just like a walking, talking end of year Christmas card. Like... We're presenting with our family or part of our family. We should have name tags on so that when you go to these communal events, that there won't be any awkwardness. But it happened to me the other night on Thursday, uh, took the kids to go to a UTD basketball game. Um, Cool little experience. Nice to have a college that's right down the road. D3, not the biggest thing ever, but it was a nice little fun basketball atmosphere that was like, elevated from a high school situation you know what i'm saying jace you ever been to one of the utd sporting
0: events no but i'd like to i that sounds like a fun little relatively cheap family event
1: yeah i think it was like uh like all told uh all in maybe 35 dollars snacks oh, yeah. tickets that's, everything that's great for everybody um but we went to that and because it's right here in richardson i see three ish four-ish dads that I think I know or maybe like my thought was I think that kid played on one of my teams at some point like when Shep was very little I think he was on our but I can't I haven't seen him in two years yeah and I kind of recognize the dad but maybe he's just another dad in the league that's coaching and I I don't I I recognize one for sure and then a couple others I was like I know I've seen them around but I don't know from where so what do you do if you do strike up a conversation you say how y'all
0: been how y'all yes
1: <laughs> how's everything going with y'all Yeah. and I've
2: that that that's a I'm so glad you brought that situation up because I've noticed at the same time the y'all has happened I've found myself like when the kids were first little you know we networked hard because you're trying to meet people that are in the same frame of time and close by and that you're, you know, you're actually actively trying to make friends. And so Layla was born in 2012. Maya was born in 2015. And in all that time, I was also rapidly getting to know tons and tons of people in the community. So I, for like a five year period, I was getting to know a thousand people. And now I'm kind of like, man, I'm just, I'm really not trying to talk to local dad. No, if I don't already know you well enough to like, be know who your favorite college football team is and ask you a question about that or yeah. ask you about whatever that your kid, if I don't know your kid's name and I just kind of know you a little bit like, what's up? How y'all doing? Hey, how about that weather? I just don't want to get to know anybody new
1: My only, in, the da- in the dad space. I'm kind of dadded out. No offense to all the dads out there. I'm dadded out. I'm 100% with you except for the exact specific situation that I just brought up, because if it is a sports league connection thing, I'm probably going to see this person again. I'm probably going to have to have another interaction. And I don't want to make it seem like I ignored them. Tell them to cool it
2: when they're yelling at the referee too loud. And you're on the other team and you're coaching the other team and you're beating their team
1: 28 to three. But like we sat down right across the bleachers we, yeah. we sat down right across from the, shouts out to the fire bears. I believe we won 40 to 16 last weekend. Uh, got another game coming up today. Um, uh, we uh, sat down like one section over. So like 10 feet away from a guy with a kid who looked to be about shepherd's age. And I swear I recognized the guy. And then he was next to a guy with another kid who was very close to shepherd's age. I swear I recognized that guy. And I don't like you're close enough that if I turn my if I follow the ball to the left, they're now in my line of sight. And if they follow the ball to the right, I'm now in their line of sight. So you're going to like see each other. The kids are going to say something to each other. You don't want to be standoffish for no reason. But like I had no clue what these people's names are. And so I just hit them with the y'all like you said. And it was a very generic. Y'all been doing okay? Where did I know y'all from? Y'all play t-ball? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We did we did soccer at the Y. Ah, that's right. Yeah, I remember y'all. Very much. Yeah, like that.
0: yeah. I I'm with Ryland though. I don't want to. I don't want to have those conversations. I just don't want to do it. Uh, if they do it, if they bring it to me, I will engage. But I'm not bringing it to you. Not anymore. Yeah.
2: And I don't want to appear aloof because I'm not that way at all uh, in my nature but it's like i i don't need to talk to any other any new dads about generic dad stuff at this point now if there's another reason to have a conversation that comes up naturally great but like i'm not you know there is no just sort of backslap and how about that dad and with some guy that i don't really know i will say uh, there was another one at, which like is disrespectful the- to our audience by the way but i don't care
1: there was another one during the game that I didn't end up actually saying anything to. And I'm fairly certain we've spoke at some point for some reason or another connected to sports. And I didn't say anything to him. And I was going to maybe make the the effort to go over there around halftime. And when I wanted to go, well, I was going to go over there. They had left. And I felt kind of bad that like, I, I'm a hundred percent. Okay. With what you guys are saying, but I also know that there are some people who, maybe don't feel that way but would like to say hi but don't want to make it weird for you or feel shy or whatever it is that makes you not get up and so i i don't know
0: i think they're okay
1: with those uncomfortable situations so i felt bad that i didn't go over don't there feel bad don't yeah. feel
0: bad brad because there are way more people in the other camp that are like man i hope nobody i hope you don't <laughs> come over here and say hi i promise you there are I promise you, there may be a few people that are like, I wish you would come over and say hi to me, but 90% are like, dude, I just want to, I'm tired. I tied one off last night. I want to get back home and turn some sports on. I don't want to sit here and talk to the coach of my kid's team. No, no offense, you know, fair enough.
1: Uh, I just wanted to, speaking of sports, I just want to note, do you guys think I've been a good friend this week? I don't. As of
2: asking that question, the answer is no. How about te- hey? How about texting us in the middle of a Dallas Cowboys football game, which I don't remember you ever texting me. I mean, we've had our text group for this show for three years or whatever, but even beyond the years and years and years before that, I don't ever remember a live sports text from Brad about anything. No. But the worst loss in Dallas Cowboys franchise history, he, he texted me about is. football.
0: He pops up. Oh, hey guys. I don't know why oh, that. Wait would a
2: minute.
1: Wait, let's hey. let's say. What did I say on that text message?
2: It oh, wasn't just Okay, you, you're, you were being I'm going to he was being fake magnanimous is what Absolutely. he was doing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Let's read it. Let's Jason.
0: read it. Hold on. Let me let me pull this up. I'm going to go to the text message because and I and what I would like to do is try to read it like Brad said it. All right. Uh, let me see if I can it, do Yeah, this see right. what my voice was and what I actually thought it was. All right. Here we go.
1: It's not that All far right. back.
0: So here we go. Um, well, here's Brad telling us he he's never had Indian food before. So let's, okay, uh, let's not
1: do that. Let's yeah, go. That's embarrassing. To
0: this one. All right. Uh, here's Brad sending me a Joe Rogan tweet, which is weird. I don't know why he would do that. Didn't do right, that. Here we go. Uh. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I Hadn't heard from Brad until he was talking about. Something else, uh, but but here's what he says in the middle of the game 5 12 p.m. on Sunday. Game starts at 3 30. This is at 5 12. I would say, Ryland, this is probably right at halftime, wouldn't you agree? Somewhere around there, even a game's little beyond, over. probably. Yeah, okay. The
2: game's okay. been over. If it's if it's beyond uh nine minutes in the first quarter, the game's
0: over. The last part, the last part is him trying so hard to make it seem like he's being genuine. The very last sentence, okay, but I'm gonna read it. I'm gonna read it normally so that I don't I'm not I don't wanna poison the well here. I'm not gonna lead the witness. All right. <laughs> Brad Reddick. I know nobody wants to hear from me, but that half was so bad that even I'm defeated. Effing hell.
1: Yeah. It's it's true. It was such a I, I forget what I was doing. I, was, I think I was doing something for Molly. She was like, hey, babe, could you do this? And I was like, there's a Cowboys playoff game on. But yes, this is what I'd like to do. And in my mind, I was thinking, <clears throat> excuse me. In my mind, I was thinking I'll let some time build up. but don't have to watch commercials. And in my mind, I was going to like let 15, 20 minutes build up. And I didn't turn on the game until like four fifteen, four twenty, 420, somewhere in there and they were down 20 to zero (laughs) and within 90 seconds of me turning on the game it was 27 to zero like I didn't even have the chance to like rewind real quick I just immediately saw the 20 and I was like "Uh uh-oh and then I was just kind of shell-shocked and within a minute and a half it was 27 to zero and so I just kind of sat there and it's so quiet there and I was telling Molly I was like I I kind of can't believe this, but I kind of can believe this. But even for somebody who doesn't cheer for the Cowboys, even for somebody who would, I painted the scenario for you guys in which I thought would have been great to see. Okay. In which they like lose in the last second of the Super Bowl, like that would have been tremendous. That would have been such great theater. It would have been so pleasing to see Jerry fall to his knees and start crying. That would have been great. Okay. But even for somebody like me who cheers for that thing, one, to be down 27 to nothing, and I think there was still like three, four minutes left in the first half when it was 27 to nothing. <clears throat> It's so, like, just not shocking in that you can't believe it happened, but shocking in that it is happening and the way it happened that I felt almost like, well, this is just sad. This is, like, we're, it's not like you can even take joy in this. You're just watching somebody getting kicked in the face after they've already been knocked to the ground. Like, this is just sad. And then the second... Did I even respond...
2: Jason, to any of this, did so, I even
0: engage? Yeah, he eventually did. He, he wrote, he wrote, after I responded and said I laughed because I, I was defeated. He wrote, the loud Packer crowd is the real joke. And I think that kind of sets you off a little bit because you re, re, you responded did. with, why are they the joke? Those are your people. <laughs> point <laughs> point zero zero one percent of them can point to Wisconsin on a map. <laughs> There is no, I was in
2: my, you ever get in your anger vortex? Oh yeah. Where like you don't remember, you get a little sideways in your brain for 10, 15 minutes, or in this case, (laughs) three hours. And then you're like, I don't really remember what all I did or where the time went. And you certainly don't remember conversations. So, uh,
1: I, I thought the first half was just sad. I really just it looked at it as like it it's not even close to competitive. It was just sad. By the time the third quarter was starting and I was like, okay, maybe the Cowboys can put together a drive or two. Once you, once you realize it doesn't even matter if they score because they can't stop a damn thing. Like it doesn't matter if they go and they score touchdowns for the rest of their possessions throughout the game. They have such a deficit and they can't stop anybody to save their life they like they can't stop them. So what's the point? Once I realized that, that I felt a little robbed. Like I felt like I was, it was taken from me. It is
0: th- by far the most frustrating experience as a sports fan to watch the defense of your team not be able to stop the offense of the other team. I I am. I will watch a game all day long where the other team's defense is really good and it's really hard to score, and, you know, even getting a first down is a struggle, but, you know, it's a defense. But that, whether it's basketball, I watched a lot of Mavs games last year where the exact same thing. Hell, I've watched a lot of Mavs games this year where the same thing happens. And the last 15 games you certainly have. And it is, nothing puts me into that anger vortex, that rage, that, like, You just can't stop somebody. It's just. And then you go right down the floor and you score and you get that moment of hope. Like you get that second where you're like, oh, shit. Okay. Like, here we go. We're getting. And then in basketball, one second later, you give up a a dunk, a wide open dunk. They get a dunk five seconds into the shot clock. Jesus Christ. Yeah. I. uh,
1: uh,
0: Yeah, I feel bad. He's smiling I, while he says that, Ryland. Do you no, notice that? No. He says, "I feel bad" with a giant shit eating grin on his face.
1: All the stuff that happens after is—I still love this part because nobody is looking at it like singular to this season, right? They're not doing that, and in the NFL, you should. Like 2016 doesn't matter in 2024; it has no bearing. Okay? None at all. Whatever you were doing with your team in 2016 has zero impact to 2024 you have with the guys on the
2: roster that have been around that long
1: with the Cowboys you can't do that like nobody here can separate it nobody here can be like here's the fundamental flaw with the 2024 team or the 2023 team right like Mm -hmm. they can score they had a, a sweetheart of a schedule that to put them in this position they shouldn't apologize for that they did what they were supposed to do with that shitty ass schedule they even got help from the Eagles but like it or not against good teams who could move the ball on the ground they got freaking smacked in the mouth all season, and to act like you couldn't foresee that happening with a team that could run is just almost yeah. disingenuous. And it shows how this yeah. this fan base can like get drunk, right? But that to me is not like a. Uh, well, here's what also happened in 2016. Yes, you can say the uniting factor here is Jerry Jones, and because they look at it like they're supposed to be in the Super Bowl, maybe they don't address things the way they should. But they. Everybody has analyzed this team as a built-to-play-with-a-lead, built-to-play-with-a-lead. Another way to say that is uh, they can't uh, stop anybody when they have to if they don't have the lead. Whatever. I know for over half of Peyton Manning's career, that's how the Colts were structured, was the exact words. They were built-to-play-with-a-lead. And the one time they won the Super Bowl, which was, what, 06. If you look at their regular season metrics and compare them to their postseason metrics defensively, they were not the same team. Somehow they were built to play with a lead and their defense was still giving up all these yards and points. And in the playoffs, their defense like went to another level, turned on another gear and that worked out for them. If you thought that was going to happen for the Cowboys, I think that's a little silly, but it could, I suppose. It doesn't have anything to do with 2016. Like you put your team together, this is going to be your team for next year, most likely. I feel bad in that I didn't get my huge like letdown, but this part afterwards where everybody has to pathologize and act like it's some new thing that they've said, or, you know, Jerry Jones is just a salesman and all he cares about is the standard of appearance. And because of that, he probably only hires head coaches with like a level of validity that can be sold to the uh, fans so that they can be a competitive product and not necessarily a competitive team. Like, all that's great. But like, you could have said that in 2015 too. You could have said that. Like, I don't, it's, it's so crazy that the same dance is just, <laughs> it's just repeat the cycle. We're going to, okay, now this is what you're supposed to say at this time of the year. And that you connect it all and act like you're gleaning some sort of, this is what happened from it is, it's just so crazy.
0: You know, it's mind numbing. Ryland, it must be so nice to be able to, not analyze him. sports like this without just having any true fandom, just like latching on and enjoying the beauty of wins, but never suffering. I think it just speaks to an emptiness. it, it is empty. It feels yeah. it. If I feel bad for him,
1: and he
2: I said to us on that text,
1: "I think you guys said, should deconstruct your faith." I think that that's the term that's going it's around not Faith online. It's fandom. It's, it's very he, similar. Deconstruct your fandom.
2: After I told him, why are they the joke? Those are your people. He said, I will never support a Packer team.
1: I would never I cheer said, for the Packers.
2: And I said, not enough time for them with all your other favorite teams.
1: I would never cheer for the Packers.
2: And then he said, there's a bunch of Wisconsin transplants in our midst. There's a Packer bar over here in Richardson. As if it's hard there to is. find a Packer bar. It's easier to find a Packer bar than any other non-native did not you know? Because there are bars that advertise themselves to say, "This is where the Jets fans go. This is where the Buffalo." I think what we go. have most here is Steelers tri- and
1: Packer bars.
2: That's because they're front runner franchises too. I don't think Brad. they're front
1: runner franchises. Steelers I, and I Packers absolutely like are. I think they are gloomy places to live, and people get out of that. They are the Texans that are like, "I got out of there as soon as I could," but they grew up with that. Some watching, some. Watching the manager Packer of the
2: uh, the the GM of the Brass Tap over here in Roanoke is a is a Wisconsin guy. Um, I think so a lot of those stuff probably not this season, but in Pennsylvania, years past,
1: Ohio, uh, uh, on into Wisconsin, Minnesota, like that whole line right there where it does become so intolerable in the winter. I think they I'm are the saying, people that are like, I I'm got just here. As quick that as that I could.
0: You're,
2: you're, you're people who are looking for a, a different team because they want to troll their buddies that grew up with the Cowboys. Packers are on the short list of teams to choose. I don't think so. I disagree. I, I think I know. I know a lot of people that like the Packers.
1: You got to oh, yeah. pick a Damn team true, that's dude, like Brad. good right now, and they haven't been good in six years, seven years. It's a it's a franchise you can latch on to.
0: Absolutely, they sold shares in the company, dude. That's like yeah. shares in the team. That that's what they do.
1: I think your front-running teams right now over the past decade are your Chiefs.
0: Well, you would know.
1: Your 49ers, your Ravens. Like, if you're going to say it's a front-running crowd, I-, I would say that that's who they're going for. Uh, either way, ridiculous to be able to hear them so intelligibly loud in a playoff game. Well, because – that. listen, I do want to
2: make sure, and I know we've said this before before we leave, for the two of you that are still listening at 108, the 108 mark, but people that get online and talk about how that's not a loud place to play football for the visiting team. They're wrong. It's loud as fuck in there when, when we're doing, when we're playing good football, you know, No, no doubt. I don't get on, I don't get on the internet and talk about things that I haven't experienced firsthand. I've been to some Cowboys games. All right. It's loud as shit in there. Okay. Um, so it, But it's not loud as shit when you get punched in the mouth three minutes into the game and literally have no response, which is what happened every time you played a team that was ready to punch you in the mouth. You had no response. We can't, we suck at getting punched in the mouth, man. And in football,
1: you can't be like that. Do you think? I don't know how you question any of the Cowboys to ever get this answer. Like, I don't know how you conduct the interview to ever get the answer. I'm trying to think of the points of conflict in your life and you know, you're going to uh, like uh, bring a point of contention with somebody or you've got to sit down with somebody, any sort of thing that is going to create some sort of conflict. You're like, Hey, I'm going to approach this situation. What happens if it goes here? Do you think that in your mind? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like you got to talk to your boss at work or you need to sit down with your, your wife and have a hard conversation and you have in your mind how you think it's going to go. Right. But you should consider the options like what happens when it does get contentious. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Do you think they genuinely considered the idea that what if we what if we come in here and they like they fucking hit us? Do you think it it occurred to them?
2: Clearly not, because we we look at seven nothing on the scoreboard and act like we don't know how to play football. I get, I get not being great at stopping the run. I get that. I get at having injuries in the secondary and at linebacker that are making it harder on you. I get that you don't get the pressure you want when you're trying to stop the run and you have to stop the run. However, why can't you just play it the way you always play it? So you're down seven dot. Actually, you know, the defense probably didn't change much of what they were doing, which might have been their downfall. It's the offense that changes when we're down seven nothing we we get down one score and it's fucking 7th grade Hamilton Texas football. We are we are running a draw. Running on second, second down and 8. Second and 8, let's run a draw. That's the real problem. The defense was just flawed, you know. They were they were flawed. They looked worse as the season went on. They had holes I just said it all. I don't want to do generic sports talk, but um you know, they didn't all get together uh the secondary and say, "Hey guys, let's just not cover today." They got out-schemed like crazy and so it happened that way but on offense we knew i knew the second they scored first i said you know what these next two or three drives are going to be dog shit we won't open it up until we get down another score or and then unfortunately by then you're down three scores by the time you turn around and look up and then god you know we obviously there's other issues but we did that in multiple games even games we won we did that where we went we got down a score and then suddenly decided we didn't know how to uh, move the football it was just it's asinine so run it back it's gonna be so much fun can't wait my hashtag my, can't wait my main thought I'll, when they I'll signed, still
0: be into it i'll still be into, into it i'll be ready to roll i love you it you guys are the
1: only honest ones i've ever heard though like you guys are like look i know this is sick and i'm into it and i'm gonna it's be into weird. it again we're your coolest friends. You need to get better. But everybody friends. else is like, I don't know how I'm gonna believe in this team again. What the fuck are you talking about? You're gonna you're gonna forget that this happens come Halloween. Bro,
2: as soon as OTAs
1: actually, I'm gonna be hyping myself up over whoever
2: in the hell is picked in the fourth round. And then that offensive start. lineman, offensive
0: yeah. lineman from uh, Wisconsin that we pick up. I'm gonna be never fucking heard of pumped. Yeah. yeah. My, buddy Corey, running my back. buddy
2: Corey, as soon as draft season hits, my buddy Corey morphs from uh, a guy that knows about his job and high school wrestling to like Jeff Kavanaugh and knows everything about every draft <laughs> player. And I'm like, you, where do you get all this knowledge, man?
1: I thought when they signed uh Dak to the last contract that I was, I really thought like he is good enough to win you a super bowl. And I thought it's just going to come down to if the defense can do their job. And you could point to the defense for a big part of the problem. Anytime you give a playoff team two. Essentially, two pick sixes. The one got down to what the five yard line? Yeah, well, it was thrown on like the three yard line or something. I know, but so it dude, would like it. He was yeah. he got to it, first and goal, right? Yeah, the,
0: the interception I don't, was. I don't seven. Um, I don't and The other I one was so, a pick I six.
2: I put the second one on him 100%. I don't yeah, put the, the first, first one, one on him 100%. That Brandon Cooks route was about as bad as I've ever yeah. seen someone run around. And that's fair, so, it, but but why does that always happen to Dak? Look, he's better objectively at being quarterback than Brock Purdy. But Brock Purdy has an arsenal. Yeah. Okay. He doesn't just have have, a scheme advantage too, though. Huge scheme advantage. That's my point.
0: That's that's absolutely
2: it. So whatever. Pay Dak or don't pay Dak. Either way, you're going to set yourself back. Anyway, the next five years are done unless you get someone that can actually do a real, modern, creative Uh, strategy, schematic approach, whatever you want to call it. Uh, and I don't want to get into trendy shit, you know, and say, well, I want my coach to look like logic on the sideline or whatever in the hell's going on in Miami, (laughs) just because that's what everybody wants. (laughs) But it's true. That's kind of where you're
1: at. You have an established franchise that's like a legacy franchise and an 82 year old owner. He's not starting, he's not even if he was starting over with somebody, it's only going to be within this threshold of. Uh, candidates you're not going to get like a new voice with like a new outlook with a new vision for scheme and See, approach I don't to agree the game. With, I don't
2: I don't agree with that because of his age because look at what Philly's done look at these other teams do they come and go multiple times since in the time it because took him because they're willing to, to work get over the process Jason Garrett. and
1: do those things he doesn't want to do that he's got to sell season tickets tomorrow in his mind he's got to maintain being number two, number one, number three, most valuable franchise in the world. Today, I'm not going to take the chance on a Nick Sirianni and see if he can implement a program. I need somebody who knows how to run a football program, and they've shown me that because I've seen them do it before. Program, and I'm 82. I don't have five years to wait to see if this is going to manifest it doesn't or take not.
2: Five, that's my point. It doesn't take five years anymore. Jason Garrett was here for a decade, and – at the rate Philly and some of these other teams in San Francisco is, is in this mix too. At the rate they're turning shit over, you could have done it multiple three times.
1: times. Yeah, multiple That's times. That's the
2: point. So it's not really about age. Plus, jerry, Jerry's jerry got a blood boy or something. Like, I mean, I'm, stop yeah. talking about how old he is. This is just about like, his personal preference. And I don't think he's worried about selling season tickets because of what you just said, which is that there's an army of us that are right back in line, ready to just
1: be Cowboys fans. Let's so, fucking go.
0: What it is, twenty twenty five, baby. They,
1: they just—I think he knows that, though, just, and because of that, he's got to maintain that esteem. He can't come in here with
0: somebody who doesn't have a name. It maintains itself. He doesn't need to do that. Like the, the brand, and is yet we've so never—we've
1: never seen him pick somebody because without go, a connection to the Cowboys or an established track record. But you can probably
2: get a name that isn't going to revert to, uh. Big 10 football from the 1980s or start running the fucking wishbone because a team scored a touchdown on him first.
1: That's what's mm-hmm. crazy though, his last years in Green Bay. Uh part of the one of the problems is that they wouldn't run the ball at all and you know, Aaron Rodgers had a decent amount to do. Like it's we like had they- that we,
2: we had that with Romo checking out of runs. You remember run it and run it and run it and run it? That came from Norm ranting about Romo checking down out of runs. Nathan- and but I also I think, think Romo worked hard him. to overcome Garrett being an idiot. Oh, you think think we heard Dak more checks into runs. I, we I heard do. more kill, kill. You heard more kill, kill on Sunday than you heard in two seasons. Yeah. Which means the defense defense knew exactly what we were doing. That's what yeah. that means. Yeah.
0: Gentlemen, I uh, – Why'd you have to end it with that, dude? What's wrong with you? He we hates had a good us. Thing he knows going. no one's listening What's... after
2: the hour mark anyway.
0: Yeah. He's just trying to hurt us. intro Hey, my voice is messed up during the outro. Can you hear me now?
1: Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. I look forward to being football dads with you guys next year and doing oh, generic sports off. talk
0: about Cowboy. Who y'all cheering for now? I've never seen him so excited. I've never seen him so happy. That we're going
2: I'm partial to Detroit, but if Baker somehow beats him, I'm, I've always appreciated Baker. Obviously, I'm Team most Taylor Republican Swift. Thing dude. you've ever said. Oh my God!
0: Um, team, T- team Taylor. Let's go. so okay, the Kansas City Chiefies? Sure, I want to see her at the Super Bowl in a box celebrating. That's what I want. I think I'd like to see the Ravens 49ers Super
1: Bowl rematch. I think that's what I'd like to see. I, I'm always like, here for Kansas. I do you like Lamar?
2: I will. Yeah. I will pull for the Ravens if it's if it's San Francisco from the NFC or God forbid Green Bay, although there's not really anything to hate about Green Bay. They just beat breaks off of Dallas. But um, I I would like to see Lamar get one.
1: All right, boys, we'll holler at y'all next uh, time that we do this and uh, tell your mom to listen, bring the bread go to Arby's, keep it tight. And anything else? And if you can't bring the bread, just grab a tortilla. Mm. There it is. Mm. Yeah. Bring the tortilla doesn't have the same. That's why I said grab a tortilla. If you we can't bring the bread, it. just grab a tortilla. We gotta work grab in a, a tortilla. tortilla. Take a tortilla. Toss a tortilla.
0: Toss a tortilla.
1: Toss a tortilla. No, that's, a, no, that's, that's tech Texas thing.
0: Tech. Yeah, we don't. Yeah, I can't do that. Yeah,
1: that's right. No guns up over here. All right, we'll workshop that and get back to you.
0: Yeah. Next show.
1: Somebody's what, dog you know, want to say something. Show. Here it is.
0: So on the, uh...